Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of um, Matchpoint. What a lovely intro song! <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with Finn. Hello. Do you need any like film parrot? How do you pronounce your name? Pearlstein. Pearlstein. Okay, Pearlstein. but everyone knows who's Finn, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and we're here to talk about mountain biking today yes. with someone that's very passionate about it and someone that, when I told him that I'm planning to do a show, was very excited <laughs> and um, quote, uh, it will help bring new communities together. This is what you said. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I remember that it. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so, Finn. Who are you? <laughs> Present uh, yourself. Okay, my name is Finn Prostin. Yeah, um, I am a 19-year-old American from Arizona. I grew up in northern Arizona in the mountains, which is prevalent to this show. <laughs> um, and I moved away from from uh, the U.S. when I was 16. I moved to Italy, and then I moved to Bulgaria and. One of the biggest reasons I moved to Bulgaria was so that I could mountain bike. I lived in Italy for three years and I didn't ride a bicycle, like a mountain bike once, which was stupid. So. You were living in Rome, right? I was living in Rome, so big city and not so easy to... <laughs> yeah, there's no real mountains there. Really? Yeah, but really. could you like bike in the city? Like it was yes, not about mountain biking, but... I did have a bicycle in the city and it was the most... Ter I would so much rather go off of a cliff or like a 20-foot jump than ride in the city of Rome because those the drivers there man oh wow it was an adventure every time I had Whoa. to go to class yeah. have you uh, have you biked in Sofia I have not biked in Sofia um, no, yeah, don't only Black of <laughs> it's yeah. probably yeah similar vibes maybe than maybe yeah. we don't have any like um, bike lanes and like we're trying to incorporate them you are but a little bit a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah not I've enough for now I would say yeah Okay, so at what age did you start with sports? How did you fall in love with mountain biking? Well, I mean, bicycles in general were kind of uh, very there in my childhood, <laughs> <laughs> let's say. Um, I had, uh, I grew up in this tiny mountain town in northern Arizona that is bike culture is like totally part of the town. So uh, my dad is a cyclist also. So I got kind of, I w it was always there. Bicycles were always relevant. And when I was in middle school, we had my, my teacher who taught social studies. I think he had a club and his club was um, the mountain bike club. And after school, we would go on rides. And I was in sixth or seventh grade. So I would have been like 10 or 12 when I started. And then I started racing um, in the high school league when I was in middle school. And you then had I mountain biking league or just biking? No, like mountain bike, like cross-country racing was Whoa. a sport at my <laughs> high school. I know, crazy. <laughs> I was so lucky. Um, and cross-country racing is basically uh, 50 people or so, all kids all line up at one time and they do three laps around the course and the first one across the finish line wins. That's cross-country. So I started racing that in high school and I was good at it. I was always really fast and um, I spent a lot of time out in the woods when I was quite young uh, I've always been very independent and that's been a way that I've explored my independence is just exploring the good point, uh, good point Yeah. so yeah that's how I got into it and like describe your like major highlights achievements oh. <laughs> well about it my major highlights achievements probably 
I guess competitively we can talk. I, yeah. I there were a couple of, I guess you could call them national races, semi-national in races, States. in the U.S. of the U.S. Uh, more so, Western U.S. competitions, but it wasn't in cross country. The discipline I just described it was in enduro, and enduro is more so. Like after I started stopped, after I started doing cross country racing, I was always the best. At going down for the kids who are good at pedaling cross country is very like fitness pedaling but I was always good at going down because of the, the I mean the environment we grew up in and that's what the funness part of yeah. mountain biking is anyway so, so I switched disciplines and I started racing a thing called enduro and enduro is like you have a day or two days even sometimes and you have to pedal up to the top of a downhill of a descent and that time isn't isn't count for anything you have as much time as you need to to get to the top but then on the way down you have to race that and then you do that like four or five times so like those are like eight nine hour days of just on the bike but like they're insane they're, they're so fun though and so i started racing that and this competition was called the big mountain enduro and it was pretty pretty popular i mean it all happened throughout like colorado in the west and so people from all over the u.s really did come to those races and i surprised myself the first race i ever did i got second and then i won one of them which was like when i was in high school i was like this is i would i dreamed to be a good enduro racer and then i was but other than that um i mean in high school i got i think three two two years in a three years in a row i got second place like second place second place second place second place in state second place it was like second was always my yeah <laughs> steady. there were a couple wins sprinkled in there but yeah But yeah, I mean, second place is not bad anyways. But uh, funny story. Let it cooperate a funny story here. So we were walking in Bocinovo with Alex, one of our friends, Alex. Shout out to Alex. Shout out, Alex. Ciao, <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you want to say something in Italian, that's, that's <laughs> And like we were walking in Bocinovo the other day and there is like what what it's called, like mountain biking ish. It was like a jump, a hip jump. Okay, a jump. And we were walking there and we were like, oh, Finn totally came, have come up here like <laughs> too many times. And literally we just moved from that and someone is shouting, move! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Finn literally appeared I and he was like up. doing something. I jumped on the jump. I was like, I saw you guys and I was like, I pray that they get off of the jump in time. <laughs> and then yeah, you true. did and it worked out. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, okay, so uh, uh, what's your most successful season in sport what would you like well, which one if you had to judge by yeah. most successfulness and like what did you achieve I think my most successful season would have probably actually it would have been in high school it would have been my freshman year of high school and it wasn't so much because of whatever achievements I got necessarily it was because like I had uh, had some I stopped racing for a little bit because I started getting burnt out because I stopped enjoying mountain biking for mountain biking and I started only like, I got too hung up in in the racing part mm -hmm. so I stopped racing for a while and uh, that was probably my most successful season because of like how I grew with the sport and it wasn't and then when I went back into enduro and then I transitioned sports after that it was like I was racing to have fun and that's because 
fun is fast. For me, I like going fast, and so if I'm having fun, I'm evidently going fast, and so I started doing really well in my next season because I stopped looking at mountain biking through racing lenses and just through having fun. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective yeah. to look at. Well, I haven't. And if you look at like all of the, I mean, look at all of the most, the best players of their discipline, sports in the world, Messi. You could look at Michael Jordan. You could look at any mountain biker, and and you can tell they're having a blast. They're the ones who are smiling and have it like Michael Jordan sticking his tongue out. You know, like that's they're they're the ones that are. Yeah, having the most fun too. Yeah, it checks out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't even know it's like a competing sport. Like mountain biking. There is like, a, it's like close to the mind to be like a competitive sport. But yeah, like when you mentioned it for the first time, I was like, yeah, he's probably enjoying it because we're <laughs> close to the mountains. Yeah, I was. I mean, that's the, that's the best part of it. Really, is yeah. that it's it's a. I really like distance, and I like being able to pedal and go far for hours and then and have like a fun way to do that you know it's yeah that's the best part being in the trees and everything road biking is okay but i'd rather do it in the mountains on trails yeah maybe i don't know i'm very bad like at Like I know how to bike, but I'm like my my legs are not very strong. So yeah, on the way to Pachinubu, I'm like giving up the <laughs> third. Well, you just gotta do that what, three times a week, and then you'll be able to ride up to the cross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I wish I had the time to go biking <laughs> yeah, in Pachinubu three times a week. But okay, so to sum up the get to know part, what's one word that you think best describes you? Like with mountain biking highlighted, or just know, in general? I don't know. Whatever pops up in your mind. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> except, except for tall. Yeah, I would never go for tall. <laughs> yeah, but that's the first thing I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody Whoa, remembers. He's yeah, very tall. Yeah, that's what everybody remembers, and I don't ever know how to respond to that. What do I say? Thank you. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I, yeah, you also. You're tall too. Yeah. I think I would say adventurous. Adventurous. Yeah, with mountain biking highlighted. <laughs> with mountain. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to elaborate on that, or why do you? I mean, why would you say adventurous? Because some people. I think like the community I grew up with in Flagstaff, the group of friends that I had, we weren't necessarily rule followers, <laughs> and so <laughs> we would. I mean, like a lot of the mountain biking that I kind of grew up doing was on illegal trails and through the woods and just kind of like finding routes. And so, uh, I think adventurous in the sense that, like for me, mountain biking isn't always just about going down and hitting big jumps and like uh, going fast. You know, it's also about uh, exploring places I would never be able to get to on foot or or that I would, you know, things like that. Yeah, like okay, so. Now that you you said that you came to Blago because of mountain biking, do you enjoy it? It like, was a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a it reason. A factor, yeah. But like, do you enjoy it here? Like, do you think that you are, can practice here where yes. you go? The trails here are awesome. Yeah, there are I have a blast here. too. There yeah. are so many trails here, and they're really well built too. There's a very big difference between an illegal trail that's been built by people just riding, and there's and trails that have been actually built with shovels and stuff. There are hella trails that are like actually people put a lot of time into them, and they're really really fun. Yeah, the trails here are amazing. I really am like hit a jackpot for sure. It's, um, it was so worth it bringing my mountain bike here and getting back into it totally. 
It's your bike? It's my bike. So you came with a bike here? I came with the bicycle, yeah. Oh. From the US. From the US? Yeah. You flew with the bike? Yeah. That's yeah. And to check baggage. It was awful. I. It was not good. How did <laughs> you get it to Blago? I just, fl- I mean, well, like, I flew with it, and so you put it in, like, a big-ass cardboard box, because I have a big bike, right? I'm super tall. So it was, like, just a big cardboard box, and I would just check it, and every, like, all, I had two layovers, and both layovers, I had to just walk around the airport and find it. <laughs> Whoa. And then, and then it got lost in Blago. I don't know what happened. They just didn't put it on the plane when I came from... I don't even remember Rome. Yeah, when I came from Rome, they were just they just lost it. So four days later, it got shipped straight to Blago. Oh, and okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't But have to like, was... I don't know, bring it yourself. No, no. I yeah, but I would have rather brought it myself because uh, I had to wait four days to ride, and that was like one of the best. That was the thing I was looking forward to the most. You know. You know that Scafto yeah. are offering bikes. They're probably not mounting biking all, bikes, but all really, really shape <laughs> like half the tires are flat no brakes work they're really messed up <laughs> okay guys don't yeah. use don't use or, uh, scaptos bikes they're dangerous the student government hired me to fix scapto bikes <laughs> oh really yeah. did you fix them yeah i was a mechanic for a while yeah okay if i decide to make another show for like the side things that they are doing <laughs> that would be a good one yeah yeah you're coming as a mechanic yeah <laughs> Okay, so like uh, we are kind of ready with the get to know stuff. We are going to get more into like mountain biking mm-hmm. in a bit. But before that, we're having a short music break, and our DJ today is Finn. He chose the songs for all today, like the today's show. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I ho- like we hope that this, you enjoy it. This song, this is for what it's worth. Is what you're playing? Yeah, for what it's worth. This song has been popularized in the mountain bike community because of a mountain biker named Brandon Semenuk, and he made this video about him doing dirt jumps with this song behind it, and it got like hella popular within the community. That's why I chose it. Background. Whoa. Yeah. And about thunderstruck, do you want to say something about? I used to race with that song in my earbuds. Oh, okay, okay. So we have pretty good stories yeah. behind both of the songs. Yeah, I chose them. Deliberately. <laughs> okay, so we are leaving you with that for now, and we are going to be back in a bit with like mountain biking, mountain biking stuff. Yep. <laughs> There's something happening here, but what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down There's battle lines being drawn Nobody's right if everybody's wrong Young people speaking their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind Time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down 
out a field day for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and carrying signs Mostly saying hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going on Your life it will creep It starts when you're always afraid Step out of line The man come and take you away We better stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going now Stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going now better stop now What's that sound? Everybody look what's going now Thank you. 
back you heard Thunderstruck by ACDC and which was the other one? For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield. And we hope that you guys enjoyed them. So now we're on the second segment which is more about and today we're talking more about mountain biking obviously. So Finn, can you explain us like the rules and like it's not a very popular sport in Bulgaria, okay? I didn't even know it's a sport. It's a <laughs> I disagree. I think it's kind of popular here actually. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I mean, there are decent shops everywhere. There's two bike shops in in Blagovgrad. There's a good community here. Like it's more popular than I expected to be honest. Yeah. I think it's it's an under it, it, you don't meet many mountain bikers so it, it's definitely small in comparison to like maybe that of the US but I'm surprised how actually vast it is. I'm surprised too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do you meet a lot of people when you're mountain biking yeah, here? Yeah, actually I have met a couple people. Yeah. There's been somebody who is a, mount, uh, a mechanic at a bike shop up, up the river. I've met him twice on the trails. I've seen big groups go out. I know there's there's a community for sure. Wow, I didn't know that, yeah. but that's good for do you do you uh, do you know any from anyone from campus that's doing mountain biking yeah yeah i do there's a guy named vasi who is also a mountain biker oh and really i haven't ridden with him yet but it'll happen yeah yeah do it we like, keep our bikes next to each other Aww, <laughs> it's so cute, how cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so do you want to like teach us about the rules of mountain I biking i can teach you about the rules <laughs> um so 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 okay let's start with cross country because i did two different disciplines and okay. i mean really there are three disciplines of mountain bike there's a lot actually but the three main ones are downhill which is just one run you go down actually you have a qualifying run and then you have your real run and whoever wins the real one run um the fastest time of just one downhill they start at the top they have these huge bikes that are like 40 you know how many kilograms 20 kilograms is that heavy 20 kilograms yeah okay let's go with that <laughs> i don't know the <laughs> conversion do you know what in like your yeah like 40 pounds which is very heavy for yeah. a bicycle around um 20. and uh what was i saying <laughs> You were talking about... Oh, yeah. Country. And then there's Enduro, which is one of the disciplines I did. I explained it earlier, where you have the stages and you only get raced on the downhill, but you still have to pedal to the top. Downhill, you don't have to pedal to the top. And in cross-country, everybody starts at the start line and you go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and then, and then everybody starts at the shoot and has to do laps or whatever, one big lap, and then whoever crosses the finish line first wins. So I did Enduro and cross-country, the latter two. Um, the rules of cross-country pretty much are uh, about the tactics. We could talk strategy. The rules are pretty simple. Don't Actually, there was a stupid rule in my league where you couldn't get both tires off the ground, which is stupid because that's a lot of the time safer. Um, and there were a couple of kids on my league who definitely got penalties because of that. But that was the only big rule. But Is it like strictly your league or it's like... It's the Nike... No, it's the National uh, Cycling Association for Kids, for uh, high okay. school students. It's like a national thing. Um... But so strategy wise for me, my strategy was always for cross country at least, um, try and stay on. So there's a thing in, in cycling called drafting where you want to stay behind the people in front of you at a distance where the wind that is 
being pushed on them、mm-hmm. kind of blocks you, like you're in the cone of their wind. And so my thing was always like try and hang on、uh, on climbs. And then、uh, I have very powerful legs. Usually, tall people and bigger people have more power, and they're worse at climbing. How tall are you? Six、okay. foot five, which is one ninety six. Okay. One ninety five. And、uh, so my strategy was always to kind of like. Struggle up the hill and just stay with the lead group, but then at the top of the hill, try and pass them at the top of the hill. Reserve enough energy for at the top of the hill because on the downhill, that's when I kind of that's when I could pass and gain distance on them.、Um, and so that was my main strategy throughout most of my years of, of riding in cross country.、Um, in enduro, the basically the big thing is just point your bicycle downhill as fast <laughs> as possible. There's not real strategies. I mean, I was. Because I started with cross country, like in cross country, I was always the best at doing downhill. But in enduro, I was always the best at pedaling because I came from cross country was my background. So when we had like big long segments, like I remember there were a couple races where I did really really well, even in like pro categories on stages where it was like 20 minutes because I had the endurance and I had the physical fitness to be able to pedal and to be able to like. Withstand it, because I will tell you, enduro and like going downhill is so much harder than pedaling, and it doesn't seem like it would be the、really? case. But yeah, because in mountain biking, basically you are like going off of drops and taking impact. So your your legs are all, you're always in a squatting position, even deeper than a squatting position. But you have to take impacts and you have to move your entire. It's it, it、uh, it's weirdly hard. You wouldn't expect it. So.、Um, Yeah, I was I was good because I could I could pedal and and recover while I was pedaling quickly. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. And like anything else, like you want to share about the industry, like there is like big involvement of sponsorship,、yeah. things like that. <laughs> so <usually. laughs> it's kind of a funny industry, one that I totally got swept away in as a kid, and now looking back <laughs> on it, it's like.、Mm. Because there's this whole thing about sponsorships, and I mean, like all all professional sports have sponsorships. With mountain biking, it's easier for、uh, individuals. It's an individual sport; it's not a team sport, so it's easier for people to get sponsorships. And we, as a collective high school <laughs> mountain bike group, often would say we had sponsors when we would just get discounts on on gear and stuff like that. So it was kind of an interesting like way for the industry to. Say yeah, you can be in our grassroots sponsorship program. We'll give you twenty five percent. We make so much money off of you. Like rep you first. You're gonna buy our clothes. Like like okay, I'm gonna come to you. I'm a you're a twelve year old whatever racer, and you、uh, are infatuated with the industry and with this brand of clothing. So we're gonna give you a grassroots sponsorship, which is twenty percent off of the gear. The kid buys like a whole、uh, whatever two hundred dollars worth of gear, and afterwards.、Uh, The money, the company still makes money, but also they're repping their their clothing brand. So it's a weird cycle and a crazy industry to be involved in at such a young age. Yeah, I have heard though the last last thing that like <coughs> it became kind of a scandal in the、uh, sports world. So I remember at Adidas. So a female athlete, it's better if you're pretty and in top twenty than ugly and be number one. Wow. Do you think that this is like influencing? Have you done like campaigns for sponsorships? 
I think it doesn't necessarily... No, I don't think it... I think it, it impacts sponsorships for riders who are interested in the sport and kind of are like, let's say, influencers of the sport, but not necessarily... Like, it doesn't... I would very much argue that mountain biking and female mountain biking, um, it's... It's be- it's about your speed and it's about your your skill. You have a helmet on, so it's not necessarily about um, beauty standards. Now I don't know. Now I can imagine that in the like uh, freelance industry where you like if you are uh, I don't know an influencer who is uh, a writer and posts a lot of Instagram pictures. I'm sure that that makes a big difference. But I would argue that in the racing scene and at least in like the UCI World Cup stuff, uh, it doesn't play that big of a role. World Cup. World. Cup. You have a cup, like yeah. There's a biking? yeah. I mean, it, each individual sport, like discipline, has their own respected. Like w- there's the Enduro World Series, which is uh, the Enduro Discipline World thing. Uh, there's the UCI, is the oh geez, <laughs> uh, cycling industry, Universal Cycling Industry, something like that. And they put on the World Championships for most disciplines of cycling, like even road cycling and um, like there's the, the thing of the rainbow jersey is the world champ and that's through that and they do downhill they do cross country cross country is also in the Olympics too if you didn't know yeah yeah I didn't know yeah. but <laughs> like I hope you learn I learn thing, new things now I yeah. hope everyone <laughs> learns but have you heard so have you heard about Vitusha 100 do you know what's that it's a competition no is it dirt biking yeah so it's literally um, I don't know when they do it in the year but it's like Vitusha is the mountain next to Sofia yeah yeah so they do like what Vitusha 100 which is like they have a competition for running it's 100 kilometers that's what that's oh, why Vitusha oh, wow. 100 oh, man. so they have the marathon for like um, runners but they have mountain biking Too. Really? Yeah. So you may oh, want to try. I will try check and that. check that out. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you for that. Yeah. I. Yeah. We have to do further research when it is. Okay. But I had a classmate from my high school that participated, and I think she got like second or third place Damn. in the running. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Either, either way, I would like to run. That'd be cool. I do yeah. a lot of running for training for mountain biking, or I did in the past, actually, yeah. Because I I lived in the mountains, and when I was racing in high school, uh, I would race all over Arizona. It was just a state league. Um, but when it was just, dis- we would race during the winter because it was in, in the desert. And so uh, <laughs> when it was <laughs> December in my town, it w- there was two feet of snow. And so I was running in the snow, but then racing in the desert. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and I had the advantage because I was training in altitude and then I would go down and <laughs> yeah it sounds fun better. to be a mountain biker it is in Arizona a, it is fun to be a mountain biker everywhere not just Arizona not in Rome apparently. not in Rome <laughs> no that's true not everywhere I take it back <laughs> okay and to sum up with uh, this segment what would you say is the biggest biggest challenge being a mountain biker breaking your bike breaking your bike <laughs> yeah only because it's kind of like the o- like i will not ride a day i'll be like i feel like riding but oh i have a flat and i'm like oh i have to change the flat and that will sometimes <laughs> dismotivate me unmotivate me unmotivate me yeah uh other than that maybe um injury 
<laughs> How many bones did you break? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Upwards of five, at least five. Okay, it sounds yeah. hard. Yeah, you sent me a post when we were like talking before that. You sent me a post that you like you have broken a bone there, right? I have broke. I've uh, broken many many bones. I think it was might be my ankle. Yeah, that was like the that. worst injury know. I had. Yeah. You have put like the the picture of your broken bone in your Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> that was my ankle. <laughs> yeah, I really wrecked that guy that had surgery. I have a plate and five screws in that ankle. Oh. Yeah. But the worst part about this is that like it was after a whole season of of racing downhill or enduro and. I, I broke my damn ankle riding my bike to school. It wasn't even mountain biking. Really? I was just going to school. Yeah, and it was Halloween. I don't know if you noticed the other picture. I'm wearing a snowman onesie. <laughs> I showed up at the hospital for surgery in this snowman onesie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like very, very wild story yeah. that you may share in the next segment which is story time okay but for now um we have a short music break do you want to share something about the songs that you chose so uh, it's inaudible melodies by jack johnson okay. the first one jack johnson is my favorite artist and uh i have no other reason <laughs> for putting that song other than that <laughs> and the record player by Daisy the Great. Uh, she talks about being in the trees in the song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that's okay. That's an accurate yeah. reason. Okay, so guys, we are leaving you with a short music break and we will be back for the story time segment, which is like the most interesting one, I would say. <laughs> and yeah, see you in five minutes approximately. Kay. Chopping like an 
So maybe Eisenstein should just relax Slow down everyone, yo They've seen. I wish they could believe in all the things and never made the screen and just slow down everyone yo moving too fast.
trees. Eu não quero mais conversa com quem não tem amor. Gente certa é gente aberta. Se o amor chamar, eu vou. Pode ser muito bonito o mar, o sol e a flor. Mas se não abrir comigo, não vou, não vou. As pessoas que caminham, seja lá para onde for, é uma gente que é tão minha que eu vou, que eu vou. Não tem nada com isso. Veio a vida e não amou. Gente certa, gente aberta. Se o amor chamar, eu vou, eu vou, eu vou. and goofiest um, part of this show which is story time which is literally oh, baby yeah you can talk about uh, all the stories that you want to share good bad about broken bones about <laughs> anything else <laughs> okay what's the first okay so what's the first you there is always something that pops up in your mind when you say funny story yeah sure I would say wait what was the question you were gonna ask sorry I was going to ask like to like describe Like the thing that you're like, you can think of like a story that you want to share or something that you find like interesting from your practice and from you being a sports person. One time I almost got struck by lightning while I was mountain biking in the forest. Yeah, do you want to share about that? <laughs> Does that classify? Does that satisfy your question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was riding with my dad who uh, was always also my coach. I don't know if I talked about that, but he coached me through a lot of mountain biking and was there for all my So he was very much uh, cataclysmic in my um, <laughs> upbringing for mountain biking. Uh, anyway, so we were doing intervals, which is like a three-minute push or two-minute push, whatever. You go fast up, you, you try and push yourself, and then you rest, and you push yourself, and you rest. And we were doing that up the main mountain in, in my hometown Flagstaff, Mount Eldon. It was a, like a long dirt road. It's probably like a 45-minute climb, and maybe a 50-minute climb, actually. 
and uh, we're going to the top, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He breaks his bike. I can't remember what happened, but he turned around and we, at this point we were like at the, the top of the trail almost and I had to just keep going up a little bit more and then it was time for me to have like a very fun descent. He broke his bike, so he rode down the road, which is the most disappointing thing that you can do on a mountain bike ride is ride down the road. That's the worst. Um, <laughs> so it was very unfortunate. But as I am starting to keep climbing, clouds start rolling over, dark clouds start rolling over and I kind of get to the peak of where the drop for my downhill segment starts um, but I it, it, like it climbs up to the peak and then there's this tree and because it's on this peak kind of thing there's not very many trees around it except for this one ginormous ponderosa pine tree and I get up right next to it um, I put like I step off my bike whatever I'm just standing there maybe drinking water eating something um, and I just hear and like that tree that I was standing next to got got struck by lightning. I felt the the static on my, like my the hair on the back of my neck stood up. It was so loud it crippled me. It was like so scary. I was like oh, I'm freaking out. My ears were ringing, and I got on my bike and like went down as fast as possible. And I remember looking at the because I always tracked my heart rate and stuff because I was training back then. My heart rate like spiked when that thing happened and I also had like the best downhill the fastest downhill on a segment of trail because my heart rate was going so fast and I had so much <laughs> adrenaline yeah but it was it was probably the most terrifying moment of my life I really thought that like something bad could happen oh shit yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember when we were in the states when I was in the like we're doing work and travel this summer and in August, I was on the East Coast, and in August was like the hurricane season, yeah. something like that. And I remember my coworkers that were locals, they were telling me, yeah, you know, like, not, don't go close to trees. And like, be careful with lightning, yeah, lightning. Totally. <laughs> and yeah, you feel kind of awkward, like, not awkward, but like, okay, so um, I, I, what can I do about the lighting? Literally, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's scary having a very metal bike because yeah. metal attracts lightning. <laughs> That's not fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, so as far as I understand, you're not competing anymore, right? Uh, only because I don't know where to compete. <laughs> I, if there was races in Bulgaria, I would totally do them. There's no reason. The only reason I'm not competing is because like the the big races in Europe are very expensive, and I'm yeah, I oh. just haven't found <laughs> them. The mountain biking is a very very expensive sport. So why? Because I mean, like equipment is like bikes are very expensive. When when you're taking a bike down a big hill, you want to make sure that the stuff is is gonna hold you through the big hill, and and <laughs> it's just very expensive. I mean, like bicycles, mountain bikes, top end mountain bikes that pros ride go can like go for upwards of ten thousand dollars. They're very expensive. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. No. I mean, I know that bikes can be pretty expensive because I have a friend that's like passionate about biking. Oh biking. yeah, okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, so I remember he told me that he spent all of his savings. So he was Yo. saving for a laptop for like year and a half, and then he was like, I did. he made the right choice. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, yeah, I decided to buy a to buy a bike for nice. three for three thousand, and I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. I respect this man. <laughs> Uh, what sport? Okay, so what sport do you think you would pr you would practice your next life? Is there has there been what any other sport, sport that I you practice? would 
like that you was interested in and you chose mountain biking over that skiing skiing yes i mean i love skiing i do ski and my parents met as ski instructors in germany and i was skiing before i could walk like i i, I ski but i never got into it competitively and i think it's a very similar vibe as mountain biking and i would really enjoy that had i gotten into it as a child you know that Bulgaria has like pretty popular I ski resorts, right? I do know that right? Bulgaria has pretty popular. It's like the budget Alps for Americans and for the yeah, non-Bulgarians. I, I, I think we hosted even the World Championship really? a couple of years wow, ago. Wow, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, here in Bansko, which is like one hour yeah, from here. Yeah, I've been to Bansko. Cool, okay. Yeah. I'm excited for winter for that reason. I mean, I'm not into skiing too because I'm very bad at it and I have done it twice <laughs> and the two times I was about to die. Yeah. Um, but um, I know that like Bansko is, has the best traces like from... Maybe, I don't know if it's whole Europe, but people have told me that they actually like really much enjoy it. It's not because people usually come to Bulgaria because it's cheaper. They yeah. said that, actual, that they actually enjoy the, the, the races. Yeah, the skiing. Yeah, totally. I believe it. I'm excited for sure. That's what I'm going to do for my birthday, no doubt. Oh, when's your birthday? In February. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think it's like something that a lot of people from AOBG do. Yeah, lovely. Okay, close. that's cool. Yeah, totally. Just need a car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Car. Yeah. And like in Sofia again, in uh, like the Vitusha mountain, mm-hmm. if you are spending some time there in the during the winter break, you can check it out. They also um, have skiing. Yeah. Oh, die! I didn't know that. That's you cool. You didn't? No. Yeah, I mean we have five big mountains here in Bulgaria, uh-huh. and except for like the main one which is like Staropolina which is like the one that's wide across In the Piri. whole country yeah except for that and like I can be wrong here we all have like um, resorts like yeah. on Vitusha it's Aleko it's not a resort but it's like a, I don't know how do you call it? Trace a uh, ski lift no, the thing no, that no. takes you to the top no no the, like the place that you're like actually skiing oh a slope slope a ski or a ski run yeah yeah a lot of people enjoy it and like they go to for only for a night oh session nice there. oh lovely yeah. that's sick yeah <laughs> and you have Bansko and you have Borovitz yeah Borovitz is, is also in big in mountain biking here. yeah, it, yeah. it's l- the least expensive yeah okay that's good to know <laughs> yeah and Pomporovo which is in Rodopi mm-hmm. which is like far kind south of far, yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah I was I gonna think. ride my bike to Pomporovo <laughs> Do you think sports change your life then? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, more so because, like, mountain biking and, and running and sports, I guess, are a very, very big form of meditation for me, and they change my life completely. I am a better human being with activity involved. <laughs> when I'm in the woods, either mountain biking or running, I am very much thriving. They change my life a lot. Okay, that's that sounds great. Yeah. I mean... I love when I hear people that say that they're very passionate about sports. Yeah. Because everyone that has ever talked with me knows that I'm very passionate I about could. sports. Yeah. And yeah, I understand you completely. Like, I think that's I like a very important form of expression. Yeah. Something Which like that. Which sport do you play? I was into track and field. Ah, okay, you're running. Yeah, okay, yeah cool. I was running. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you get the feeling. Runner's high? There's nothing like a runner's high, huh? Yeah, yeah. when you, like, the moment you start I know. on the start, I know. your it's adrenaline so is so high. Yeah. Like, <laughs> junkies. 
you hear only your your feet running totally. literally yeah nothing else yeah i know that but i appreciate it yeah i miss it so much miss honestly it. thank god we have olympics and <laughs> i can participate there yeah totally i love it you yeah. should participate too i think i might yeah. if there is something that interests yeah, you yeah running and for like one last question what would you say is the best piece of advice you've gained from your coaches or your father if he was <laughs> uh, your coach that would be it. fun is fast for sure before every single race he would come up to me and he would say take a deep breath feel every part of your body envisioning your envision yourself going across the finish line first that was maybe the big one the My- michael phelps <laughs> meditation and visual like manifestation visualizations <laughs> i did that a lot and that was very cool um and my coach practiced that with me as well and that was amazing um and <laughs> i at before but before every race my father would come up to me and he would say fun is fast go fast take chances and every every time i would hear that go fast take chances i just like would get a burst of energy and so that would be the best advice probably oh yeah 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 this is yeah I've, i'm trying to make a tradition for everyone to share the best advice oh i love gotten. that i love that that's such a good question yeah totally. yeah because yeah i think i cannot remember which is mine honestly right now if i think about it i will yeah but everyone, share it in the next episode yeah everyone can get something from sports this is this is the thing about sports like it teaches you so much totally like discipline uh how to even how to get through life where your limits are yeah it's a big one have yeah. how to deal with people that you don't want to deal totally because they're usually your teammates yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah Yeah, it was te- it was very nice talking with you. Yeah, it was lovely being here. Thank you for having me. Of course, it was very nice. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Totally. We had a lot of fun here. And I'm leaving you with um our music for now and stay tuned for tomorrow morning when I'm doing the decaf again after under. I don't know which consecutive week is that. And we're going to talk more about sports on campus and about the world cup that's coming this sunday right i I'm think not the one to ask <laughs> yeah that's the problem it's not me either. Yeah. but as far as i know it starts on uh sunday the 20th with uh at eight o'clock i think our time something like that so we're going to talk about this uh tomorrow and about uh challenge wednesday the thing that olympics do and yeah sports news from campus so stay tuned for that tomorrow morning and again thank you guys for tuning in and i hope i can that you listen next time next week the same time eight o'clock thursday lovely thank you bye bye bye